Testing defenses and overall cybersecurity has become more of a priority in the wake of increasing cyber attacks and threats. And in October, banking institutions throughout the country will be offered a chance to test the security of their payments processes during a simulated cyber attack coordinated by Swatcha and the FSISAC. Here, Dennis Simmons, president and CEO of Swatcha, explains why this two-day simulated cyber attack exercise is expected to help banking institutions better identify their security gaps and proactively develop strategies to address cyber risks before strikes hit their networks. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. Dennis, as I mentioned in the introduction, Swatcha, which is one of the country's largest regional payments associations, is going to be launching these simulated cyber attacks. What is Swatcha's interest in ensuring that banking institutions are adequately protecting their networks from emerging cyber threats and attacks? There has uh, certainly been a lot of uh, interest focused on what's happening to uh, banking institutions of all sizes, the vulnerabilities that they might have to cyber attacks, whether it's from a political perspective or from someone just trying to uh, do a corporate account takeover or a business hijacking, account hijacking, that sort of thing. So uh, a lot of emphasis has been placed on understanding and identifying those risks. And Dennis, how did Swatcha link up with the FSISAC for this cyber attack against payment processes simulation exercise? Swatcha has been a member of uh, FSISAC for a, a number of years, and we've always been very uh, proactive in assisting FSISAC with these exercises. We partnered not only with FSISAC, but uh, also with the other uh, regional payments association of NACHA. NACHA itself and several other major national banking associations and credit union associations have also participated in this. So it's it's an industry-wide effort. So, Dennis, are these simulated attacks focused solely on payments, or are other cyber threats, such as distributed denial-of-service attacks, also being simulated and tested? There are a two-pronged approach to it. One of the things to look at is, is an institution's uh, infrastructure sound? Uh, can they handle a DDoS attack, and what we've found when we've done seen some of these incidences in the past is that the DDoS attack, the DDoS attack, is really a, a diversionary tactic. Uh, the bad guys may launch a, a DDoS attack to divert the attention of the uh, IT folks in an institution while they're coming in around the back door or some other uh, way into the institution to hijack an account or uh, initiate wire transfers that are uh, inappropriate. That's really why we we have focused on DDoS as well as these other security measures that that financial institutions can take. And so building on that, Dennis, what would you say are some of the weaknesses that Swatcha has identified? Um, It was interesting. Uh, We were, uh, staff uh, was in a meeting yesterday with the Texas Department of Banking and the U.S. Secret Service, and we were talking about this very topic. I think one of the uh, major weaknesses that we've identified is education, is making sure that not only do the, do the financial institutions understand these exposures, these risks, and that sort of thing, but also making sure that their customers are aware of what's happening in these kinds of attacks. There's the issue about education, but there's also the issue about communication, about having a vehicle set up to be able to communicate quickly and efficiently what's happening in these kinds of attacks and then doing the the post-mortem, the the debriefings afterwards to find out what could have worked better. So I think education and communication are two things that I think those will always be with us, but that doesn't mean we just give up and don't continue to focus on them. Now, talking about some of the payments vulnerabilities specifically, I know that a lot of what you've talked about relates to ACH and or wire fraud. 
But let's look at payments and some of the cyber threats there. Wouldn't you say, Dennis, that most of the cyber vulnerability that's linked to payments is most often on the side of the retailer or the processor, not the banking institution? Um, I think that's a fair statement, Tracy. If you think about the motivation of the bad guys and the vectors that they're using to attack these various vulnerabilities, in the retail space uh, and the payment processor space, they're going after credit card information. They're going after debit card information. Sometimes they're going after banking information. There's certainly a, a groups that are focused on uh, obtaining that kind of information. Um, I think in the, uh, the other part of it, though, the vulnerabilities that are exported for the banking industry really is focused on looking for vulnerabilities for making the one big score, if you will, hijacking or stealing, you know, a thousand credit cards or five thousand credit cards. They're looking to make one or two big hits. And so that really reduces their exposure. And it's unfortunate to put it in this terms, but it also reduces their cost of doing business. They don't have to worry about maintaining an inventory of a thousand credit cards. They've got one or two accounts that they've hijacked and uh, they've got a big payday out of it. So I think fair to say that no industry is exempt from these guys trying to get a hold of uh, information about customers and sensitive information about account numbers and that sort of thing. And so, Dennis, what can you tell us about the simulated attacks themselves, such as when they're scheduled to take place and the number of banking institutions that you have signed up so far? We've had such success with this process that we've actually had to divide it into two different groups, uh, and we're doing it on two different days in October. And I believe the last time I saw some numbers, we have over a 1,000 financial institutions signed up across the country. This is a nationwide effort. This is not just SWATCHA, but it's also the FSISAC, as I mentioned before, working with NACHA, uh, the National Banking Trades, and all the regional payment associations uh, that are affiliated with NACHA. We're all promoting this and marketing it and uh, making our members aware that it's available and something that they can take advantage of. And Dennis, do you have any idea about the number of employees within each banking institution that will be participating in these attacks? It varies. If you might imagine, we've got relatively small institutions and we've got some that are very large. And so depending on the scale of the institution and how they manage their IT security and that sort of thing, you might see anywhere from a couple of folks from a smaller institution to maybe an entire team of five, six, seven people Uh, a large organization, and that's one of the nice things about the way this thing is structured is that uh, each institution can participate. It's a tabletop exercise, so they can participate at their own pace and and, and scale it to their own operations. And then how will these simulated attacks be waged? Well, as I mentioned before, it's a tabletop exercise, so the only thing that's really required to be able to participate is an email address and telephone, because what will happen is that the individuals will who have signed up to participate in the exercise will get an email that lays out the scenario, and is, this is what's happened, this is what's happening now, and these are the attacks that's taking place in you take that information and you get with your team and you say, okay, what would we do as an individual institution to respond to this scenario that's been given to us? And they work through that. And then after they work through that, then they do a debrief. There's a Q&A that's, that's provided. It's a guided discussion about what could you have done better, what, what worked well, uh, what needs to be improved, and, and, and that sort of thing. So it, it helps the institution understand its own internal communication and its own internal response these kinds of incidents. And then, Dennis, before we close, how can banking institutions learn more about these simulated attacks and where might they go to sign up? 
Um, I think the best place, really, from a centralized location perspective, is go to the uh, FSISAC website. It's www.fsisac.com forward slash C-A-T-P. Great. Dennis, I'd like to thank you again for your time this morning. Anytime, Tracy. Always happy to help. Again, we've just heard from Dennis Simmons of Swatcha. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.